it back out so, of the old pooper. <laughs> I mean, really, you could probably put it in a bag and then just like throughout the course of the evening, just lift <laughs> it back up and let gravity <laughs> do the job. Gross. Okay, let's move on yeah, off uh, of coffee animals. Let's start talking about dying. crack slams. Yeah, so that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no. there's, so Fry's like sort of weirded out by this this multi boyfriend situation, but uh, Zoidberg's explanation of it's a delicious cake. Isn't it better to have one slice than none at all? Even if the four other guys are thrusting their swirling naked bodies against the cake. <laughs> Which I think in Zoidberg's, he'd be like, whatever. He eats garbage most of the time. Yeah. He lives in a dumpster and eats literal garbage. Okay. Uh, so a uh, uh, cake that has been thrust upon by <laughs> naked bodies would still be a cake for him. Um, but the uh, <laughs> that whole thing with the crack slam. Well, even have we gotten to the okay, we haven't gotten to the crack slam yet. I just want to say that when Fry. <laughs> goes to Colleen's and moves in. He, the first thing he sees when he walks into the apartment is her other four boyfriends and they're eating a cake. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, hi, Fry, you want some cake? <laughs> and then it cuts to the crack slam. Oh, just hang up in the rudest manner possible. Like... The, this is definitely one of my favorite Futurama jokes is the crack slam. Like, just the fact that he puts the the like the phone receiver in his ass like in between his yeah. butt cheeks and yeah. then he just <laughs> well, and I mean he, and he does it with precision it yes yeah. <laughs> despite his size Hermes is very athletic I mean he yeah. he has he's a limbo champion he's an Olympic limbo uh, player doer uh, limbist limbist, limbist. sure <laughs> um, competitor yeah. just said limbo competitor. But that doesn't sound like you're a champion or anything. It just sounds like you're well, a, champion a champion competitor. Limbo yeah. competitor. It still sounds very awkward, Tom. Anyway. Champion uh, limbo anything sounds awkward. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like going <laughs> referencing, again, Youngstown frat houses. I'm sure there's a lot of picking <laughs> stuff up with butts that goes on there, at least to get in and be a member of the, the fraternity. But, like... I don't know that I could pick up a phone receiver. Like that seems like a pretty wonderful feat to be able to accomplish. Well, especially with the way he was able to pick it up, kind of spin it and then bring it back yeah. down. I almost like, I want to teach myself how to do that. I'd have to find a landline phone first. Well, also it's going to be really hard. Yeah. You gotta have a landline phone. It's not something you can do with a smartphone because you can't. Can't slam. Okay. But to be slam. fair, if you could hang up, a, I mean, you can butt dial people, but if you could, with precision, hang up a phone with your ass, that's almost a better trick. Yeah, for like, sure. Like I if agree. you can, if you can hit the small red button on an iPhone just by like <laughs> clenching or something. Like, an and ass just has too much surface area to be that precise. Yeah, I know. You'd, you'd have to maybe with a flip phone. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, I bet somebody with more muscle tone than I have could probably like find an angle that they could use on a consistent basis. It would be a really good uh, trick. Um, but uh, uh, Fry ends up breaking up with Colleen anyway because I mean now to be fair, if she has this arrangement, and everybody's cool with it, whatever. But the fact that like literally as soon as Fry moves in, she's like, "I'm going out with another guy." Bye, guys. It, it seems like it seems like he's been hoodwinked a little bit, and not even that she's just going out with 
one of the guys that she's da- she's got a date with a new person. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not it's even like part of the group. Number six. Yeah, she's collecting boyfriends. Like once she gets one moved in with by him, <laughs> she. Uh, but they they have uh, they do a callback to Bender shitting bricks again as they're approaching the anomaly. The anomaly, um, which has not been brought up for. 70 much, episodes yeah. Yeah. well like no but just they're they're like the whole episode starts off with the, oh there's this big problem but life goes on and they do all these different things yeah and then like it's it hasn't been a problem for a bit oh my god it's just they're, like <laughs> they're just going on with their life they're they're going to kip's wedding they're going to play death ball and then the, they're like, oh, yeah, the anomaly. we got to figure that thing out, too. Well, the death ball was to see who was going oh, to yeah. the anomaly. Right. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But uh, did you realize robots were only $20? That was news to me. They're $30 with the 10 the, mail right. and rebate. But, like, that's, <laughs> that's remarkably cheap. Well, that's why also... And later that they're throwing those little robots into the anomaly thing. <laughs> and I'm thinking those are like, you know, like 10 cents a dozen or something like Maybe. that. You could just order a whole bunch of those. I, you know, it's, uh, I mean, how much was robot one X? Like when he bought it? It, it, I think the price tag was on there. It's 125 slices of pizza. Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, this is, this is the first reference Bender makes to the league of robots, right? Yeah, there's because that's that's another thing from that fucking game that I'm still. I just I have the ability to unlock Zap Brannigan now. Oh boy! But it's a whole thing. I'm still. I have not played since we recorded our last. There's a Futurama app game, and you just kind of tap on things and then wait and tap and buy and Um, tap. And being the least, and he's the only one out of uh, all three of us that is still playing. I started out really strong. I leveled up really fast, and then I was like, well. This she has better sucks. things to do with her life. I find it very boring. <laughs> well, I played The Simpsons Tapped Out for like a year. This one did not have that longevity. It just got too like cash grabby really fast. It's it is no frozen candy crush. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so Bender has to go and explore the anomaly. He touches it, blows up, and that would be the end of this first episode in here, right? Uh, which results in a blinding light and searing ass pain. Because he tells it to bite his shiny metal ass. Well, because he touches it with his ass. Because he's being really, he's being an asshole about it. Like he, Very he arrogant, yeah. Yeah, he's being he's being bendery. Mm-hmm. Um, but Calculon and Bender have, have met, right? Yeah, like, but I mean, Calculon doesn't remember anybody. Okay, just because he's vain and mm-hmm. self-involved. That's fair enough. Um, Calculon is a star of all my circuits, which. Is completely batshit bonkers. It's a a soap opera, and he's he's like the main star of it, and he has a very big head about who he is, and think he's thinks he's this great thing, but he's also just another arrogant, yeah, pretty terrible actor. But that was his programming. Have you ever watched any soap operas like with some regularity? Um, yeah, I mean, my, like my grandma, I would watch with her and stuff. Which ones? Um, I think General Hospital she watched. Okay. Yeah. I got I got pulled into a Days of Our Lives jag for a few years with my ex wife and oh, I've just, watched that several times. It's Passions. Bonkers. Um, bonkers. Just I've never gotten to any soap opera really. Me either. The shamelessness that I mean the whoever writes that stuff just does not give a fuck. And it's it's almost insulting except for the people that are fans of the show will readily accept it. 
Well, it's because it, it's five days a week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just All crank the those things out. Yeah, and there's no there's no reruns. It just keeps on going. And, and it's, so you got to just keep crapping stuff out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and they do. Yeah. They just stretch <laughs> out a single plot line for so long. Mm-hmm. I've heard that's like the lowest level of actor, but like the most amount of work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you got to you gotta be there five days a week. It's mm-hmm. basically shot live. You don't have any time to learn your lines. And if you fuck up, they'll just... They'll, You'll be gone, and then it'll be like, starting today, the part of such and such is now played by such and such. And it's like that's old that. switcheroo, and that's the end of it. Um, but the, the, the thing where Calculon comes to visit him and does some kind of acting thing, and he goes, ordinarily to see acting like that, you'd have to sit through a tampon commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's the sort of thing where, like, even Bender being in a hospital doesn't make sense because he can't get sick. He's he's a robot. <laughs> I just that's the sort of shit where it's like, okay, can't they just fix him and his ass pain? In fact, how is he even <laughs> feeling ass pain? Because again, he's a robot. I don't I don't know. Maybe he has a pain sensor. Yeah. Maybe he does. He's got but a black I box. Was, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's got a brick hole down there. <laughs> um can but, you butt chug vodka through a brick hole? <laughs> probably you not. Probably, I bet you could. I'm surprised we haven't seen Bender do that. Depends how porous the, the brick <laughs> is, I guess. <laughs> well, for, for Bender, booze is fuel, so he might need to he might need to drink it to get it into to his... To have it processed yeah. correctly. Oh, yeah. oh, now you're going to apply logic and common <laughs> sense to a fucking robot with a magical chest cavity. Okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> Um, I just I like how readily though he decides to become a stalker because that's uh I mean it seems like a really good hobby for him. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those things like like bucket list thing for Bender to just be like, yeah, this is this is what I do now. Yeah. I have I mean you're the most in the public eye of any of us build. Have you had to deal with that? Uh not like full on not full on stalker, but definitely some people that Show up and I'll be like, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but not, not to a point where it's like dangerous, dangerous or anything like that. I feel like those are the exact sounds you make before you walk in this door here. <laughs> <laughs> Deep breaths. Yeah. <sighs> That's more how I sound when I leave. I'm yeah. Like, Why do I keep doing this? I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> um, the. Uh, the part where he pulls off his ass to get signed is fantastic. <laughs> Can you sign my ass? Um, and those are the things, those are the reasons I love Bender so much because he'll hit you with something like that and it's just kind of innocent in a way. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, although one of my favorites shows up in a tiny little cameo, like cameo where it's Fatbot. Be like, oh, he's in there. <laughs> like, I just, I love Fatbot so much and I, I don't know why. I think it's just that he like, Speaking about, like, innocent, he really seems like maybe the most innocent of all the robots we've seen because he's so, he just wants a sandwich. So, so just, excitable. Yeah. yeah, and it's genuine. He's just very... Mm-hmm. Um, a little naive. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't want trouble. He doesn't want to make any sort of problems. But uh, then they start going back to the, the smelloscope, which... It's still gross. <laughs> it's just, just generally gross. And when they, when he There's makes an uh, episode where they use a smelloscope and it's they smell a garbage ball that they shot into space, and then it's headed back to Earth and it's going to destroy the planet. Uh, and uh, 
Yeah, so that's well, it, one he, of his best inventions. But he invented it and forgot that he invented it and invented it again. Yeah. I saw that when they were jailed, right? Is that what they, they were doing? They made a mini one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't quite understand what, what that was. Basically, everything in the universe smells differently, and they just look around for things by smelling it. Okay. The part where he makes Leela smell it, they're in the calamatorium, and he's like, Leela <laughs> smells it, can I wipe it off? He's like, no, there's no time. Like, that's another reason. It's just so... Gross. Gross, like, I yeah, just, ugh. I I don't know, but the uh, she goes, it smells like angel dust, <laughs> <laughs> which, I mean, I'm, I'm glad somebody's having a good time, and then the the reconciliation between the professor and Wernstrom is so, it's really kind of touching because they they hate each other, mm. like they hate they've been in fist fights before they tried to kill each other with their their killbots, and for them to be like, we need to cooperate for the greater good. This is really, it's a sea change. And I'm sure later, is Wormstrom in later episodes? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they hate each other again? Or yep. is this this like a peace treaty that goes? No, 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 no. No, it goes right back to yeah. normal. Yeah. When they call him up and he's wearing like the purple panties, that's very distressing. He's, yeah. he's like, he's in the lab coat with no pants on and it's. those All those scientists, they have no shame. I mean, then why does he even have the panties on in the first place? He likes the way they Maybe feel yeah, and look. Yeah. yeah, I think they'd be constricting, but that's just me. It's not about comfort. It's about that feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe he likes constricting. Mm-hmm. Like just a good squeeze mm-hmm. all the time? Yeah. I don't know. I can't live like that. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah, but you're also not a scientist. Well. Not of that level. <laughs> <laughs> um. I wish I wish they did more experiments on koalas. <laughs> <laughs> the thud. <laughs> the thud when they throw it through the anomaly box and it goes out the window and lands is one of the best sound effects they've had on this what show. What did the, the box have, like, scientific-grade animals or something like yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, a zebra in there and just, you know, all kinds of random shit. But, like, and those little tiny robots, it's just, like... I I want a bunch of those. You could make them do little chores for you and things. They could come in like they could comb your hair for you. Or they're scientific grade. I mean, they're the probably robots. The tiny robots. No, those are probably toys. I think those are just toys. You think they seem mm-hmm. sentient? They were certainly feeling. They might have been they sentient, but, yeah, but they're still they're just toys. <laughs> it's just they probably had pain sensors in them also. When they were whipping them at the thing, just going playtime is fun time. <laughs> <laughs> just, like. That's the, that goes back to that whole thing about like burning ants. Like as a kid, I I don't know if I necessarily burned ants with a magnifying glass. I definitely burned like leaves and would try and start fires with that. I mean, that was like science being Come fun. On, you, and you burned ants. We all know. burned ants. I don't know. I don't know. I think if I, I would ever burn ants just because I didn't want to smell it. I, I just didn't want to get around ants. Like I didn't care. Like I would stomp on ants, but I didn't have the patience. To burn put them, them in a them, mini M and M's container. Yeah, I never put like a magnifying glass on it and then wait. Like that seems. Yeah, I, I like never like hurt an animal on purpose. I can't ever remember remember I mean, wanting I'd throw to kill gasoline an onto a, an ant hill and then start that on fire. Uh, see, I, I, I never did anything like that, but I like collect it. Like I would put like lightning bugs and or fireflies, depending on where you are regionally, in a jar, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, 
ants and M&M minis containers. I call them uh, fireflies until that Owl City song, and now they're lightning bugs. <laughs> I always called them lightning bugs, but I don't know. I heard I've, I've grown up with both. Both. I mean, I'm not ostensibly cruel to animals except for the shitty cats that live in my house, and I'm not even cruel to them. I just don't <laughs> like them. Like, I'll, I'll be verbally abusive to them, but I don't, Aww. like, hit them or anything. Yeah, that's fine. Because they're dumb. They're dumb, and I'll say that to their... They're my wife's cats. They're awful. Um, but, like, if it's vermin, then all bets are off. If it's an infestation of some kind of, you know, stingy animal or, like, a disease-bearing rodent or something, like, I'll go pretty predator on their ass. I've, I've had... I like how this episode seems like it just a way for everyone to open up about how they're mean to animals. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I, Pete's like, hey, anybody else just kill animals? Like when you're like 15, I trying used to, to figure live, out what you want to do with the rest of your life. I used to live in an apartment that had a very bad mice infestation. It was a, it was like an upstairs thing above. It was on High Street in Columbus, oh. above restaurants. So that hey, was great. surprise. Um, and all of these, it was an old building, so it was like plaster walls with lath, and there was you know just space in between them and. The mice would crawl around in everybody's walls, but underneath my sink, the classy landlord and and uh, handy people, when they had to fix the plumbing under the sink, just smashed in the wall, and then never fixed it because there's a cabinet there you can't see it. Whatever. Right. So, so that was the you? easiest point of in, ingress and egress for these mice. Mm-hmm. So I'd put traps under there. In this, in the course of a month, I killed thirty mice Jesus. under my sink. It was like every day, just bam, and I'd hear it yeah. and go out and dump them into the dumpster behind the, the apartment from the second floor. I mean, yeah. it was like, it was like, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, but it wasn't like I enjoyed it. It was just like, look, you're, you're carrying hantavirus or something probably. Right. So yeah. When I was go. in the Philippines, we had to deal with a lot of mice and stuff like <sighs> that. So, uh, you know, you, you've become pretty desensitized to it. Yeah. They're just, I mean, cause it's, you, it's, wait, it's, you live with rats on purpose though, yeah, don't you? I have two rats that live in my house. What are their names? Uh, Charlie and Tig. That's a, uh, troubling but they're cool okay rats are cool rats are a lot better than mice Uh-oh. rats are actually smart <laughs> they like, try to grab my cats through the the bars of the you can the like cage. train rats to do stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can train dolphins to do shit too but i, train I don't want to live in a house look with for a landmines in my house you don't i do i'd live with a dolphin in a second you have to live in the water, Michelle. No, you just have a dolphin tank in your house, and you can jump in and swim with it whenever you want. Wouldn't it? I, I imagine that would get very smelly. Maybe. I'm just, if, you, if you change the water, yeah, you probably you, not. We could probably gotta, train the dolphin to clean his own tank. You've seen what's happened to the fish in here. <laughs> How many? Oh, yeah. They're not gone. there the anymore. Well, gone. what you can do is just go flipper style, live by the ocean, and then... That dolphin can live in the ocean and help you solve mysteries. Like a free willy situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that was a TV show. Was... Okay. All right. Why was there a stegosaurus on the White House lawn? I don't know. I would just think that's what Richard Nixon would want. Really? Out in the... Yeah, why not? All right. I didn't know if that was a. Or it was a gift from another <laughs> planet or country or yeah. something. <laughs> well, I like just like how Wernstrom is talking to Nixon and he says it's the, the greatest scientific opportunity since you yourself sent men to the moon in 1969. <laughs> and he says, I always regretted that. Nothing up there but dry rocks and those revolting onion men. And then that's it. <laughs> like, that's, that's all they say about the revolting onion men. But you I, think it's it's there's it's, a thousand years has gone by, so you think that yeah, somebody would know somebody would there. know about the Onion Men, or um, unless they killed them all as soon as they found them. That seems like something Nixon would do. 
I mean, we have a secret base up there. Everybody knows that. It's on the yeah, dark side. We're not supposed to talk about it. Well, that look, they're hearing everything we say anyway, and no one listens to this show anymore, so it's fine. Oh, I mean, good, so I can leave? Yeah. <laughs> just go. We'll, we'll just, I'll just pretend to be Bill. That is a very good Bill Squire impression. <laughs> um, so by, by making it a military manner, Zap is now in charge of the whole mission. Um, like, like the fact that he makes Kiff stand in a hole so he can look taller uh, is exactly the sort of thing our shitty president would likely would do, do yeah. now. Right. <laughs> like, like it's, and that's the whole thing. It's like this was all like hyperbole and exaggeration 10 years ago. It's like, oh, no, we live this Yeah, now it's now. reality. They were warning us. They were yeah. warning us. In- yeah, I think they had a time machine, honestly. Well, I think they saw what was happening with reality TV and the cable news and the 24-hour news cycle, Ugh. and they were just really smart about how people were devolving devolving and clinging to these big personalities and just going for uh, quantity over quality and stuff like that. Well, we're going to kill him so we don't have to learn his language or a different <laughs> way of looking at things, which has become the American way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and then the fact, like, at no point before this has Colleen been introduced as a police officer. Like, you figure Fry would have known that beforehand. And it's just... Yeah, Fry seems like he stays out of people's business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> the, uh... That I mean, this is so obvious, but it was still just so, so well done. When Amy sang goodbye to Kiff, this is my little teeny greeny weeny. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's only a fungal like, well, yeah, like of course. Where do you think he picked that up? <laughs> and, and probably, probably not from any kind of sexy time shenanigans. Like he probably got it from rubbing some weird stuff on his junk, because uh, you know that's that's more in keeping with his style. Yeah, he, he's gross. <laughs> they're all kind of gross. Yeah, they're all, they're all very pretty gross. But at the same time, though, he doesn't... I mean, you'd think that with the amount of air... Like, everything would stay pretty dry and cool and clean, right? I mean, it's all... It's all. It's not like it's getting cooped up and... Because of the... His outfit. He, yeah. You know? Yeah, but he's still a big guy and... I don't know. Mm. Just something that Zap would have. Yeah. Okay. That's that's all. Um, if Fry stows away in hatch thirty-five, stowaway hatch thirty-five. So clearly the ship is built <laughs> to maintain that kind of stuff. Um, but how many suicide notes has Bender written so far? Because when he when he writes that to, he's got check marks and stuff. Yeah, so. there was ones that he did before where he's just like because of this or whatever. Like, and this time I mean it. Mm-hmm. Well, that was in that was flowers. Su- please yeah. beat yourself in the face with rusty chains, your friend Bender. <laughs> <laughs> and then just spinning it to Zoidberg. <laughs> Ow! I think. Well, he started. We started off the series with him trying to commit suicide. Yeah, but then I think they were just runaway attempts. Bef- after that, I think this is only his second suicide. It's just like cry for help type stuff. Oh yeah, but uh, again, this goes back to the thing where like. Oh, he, he tries to kill himself in the last movie, but it's a phone telephone booth. booth. Oh, that's yeah, right. when he goes into the past. That's, that's but, true. But Whole he's thing. a robot. Like you can't kill a robot. That's and he has of. an off switch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, 
that's that's the part of the thing that like kind of is is just like getting with where he's like I want a uh, cruel bludgeoning and my eyeballs scooped out like for an extra ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, that seems excessive. He only had a, his quarter. It's a on quarter, a, yeah. <laughs> uh, string though. Just, what so, the heck? I'll treat myself. Yeah, and <laughs> how are they charging him for that? Why does it give him a receipt <laughs> once he's dead? I know. <laughs> it, but it just falls into a pile of a bunch yeah. of receipts. Please take your receipt. But that's the whole thing. Then he drops out. The trap door opens. And it's and just, I think, to get to do those jokes and move the plot along. That's all it get is. Get him into the League of Robots. Yep. Um, I you know, I didn't has had so there's billionaire bot. There's hedonism bot. There's calculon. Who's the mustache guy? Have we seen him before? Mm. No, <laughs> just seems like somebody that would be in the League of Robots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wasn't sure if he's a character. And or destructor, not. <laughs> destructor. He looked like Teddy Roosevelt. A little bit, yeah. I mean, and there, it just seemed like such a throwback. It, like basically, just sitting around in a library drinking, and I don't know. They they weren't doing very much protection of robots, which is what they seem to be. Well, which is why. Bender was so important because he kind of kicked them into high gear and got it so that they were going to do something. Yeah. So okay. You, you know, that those secret societies, they get stagnant over the years. Same thing with the stonecutters. And the masons. Uh, yeah. The stonecutters, all they were doing <laughs> the Catholics. was just drinking and playing <laughs> ping pong. And then Homer shows up and is like, hey, let's do something different. I so When Fry gets ejected from the lint trap in the spacesuit. That seems way more complicated of a plan for him to come up with on his own. Don't you think? Like, because he's ready to go. He's got the suit on and he's like, I know, I'll get into the lint trap. And when they eject the lint trap, I'll be out in there. It's, I mean, it seems like something he would have had to have some help with unless it was one of those flashes of genius that he sometimes has. I think it's <clears throat> probably one of those situations. headache with pictures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> An idea. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Which is the title of a song on that new Iron Sheik record. It's fantastic. I'm just going to give it Headache with Pictures? Yeah. That's funny. It's they, they have like four Futurama references as titles on this new record. That's and pretty they're, great. They're, they're amazing. They're so good. Uh, to Shreds, you say. That's another one. Um, well, then Zab's going to launch this missile, which is... Blatherbot. His name is Blatherbot. Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. But the, the whole thing with the... It's uh, David Herman that does is it, too, it? yeah. Oh, God, that makes total sense. But the uh, the missile launch into the anomaly, which is totally something we do as Americans also. We'll probably do that to North Korea in our lifetime, which is troubling and yeah, Let's check our updates and see if there's it might have happened. Yeah, while we're, while we're sitting here talking, we might be at war. Uh, but Zab's whole thing of it makes a man feel big. <laughs> it's like, it's oh, God, it's too much. It's it's real life. It's just fucking terrifying anymore. Um. The, the missile jams, and uh, we hear missile jam, missile jam, and then Zap says, "I heard you the first time, Francine." And I'm it's like, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was that was that was a great. It's like an airplane gag. joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but so well executed. And then <laughs> the uh, the thing where Kiff is in there. And Zap's just like tapping the launch button. Mm-hmm. Over, he's like not even waiting. He's just like, "Come on, come on, come on!" And like he's so oblivious, and just oh god. But how can Kiff breathe in space? That was the part that got me when how he gets ejected. How can any of them out. breathe in space? Because that's happened a bunch <laughs> of times. 
<laughs> well, they usually have the the spacesuits on, though, right? I don't know if there's a point where everybody's been out there without in, a suit. In this episode, you can later survive on, in space for a little bit. You would without well, anything. freeze super fast, but yeah, yeah it, um, this it episode quite a bit. Uh, it's the what is it? Sklimu was was the name. Evo. Evo, yeah. Evo oh. is uh, creating oxygen for them. Oh, creating mm. as- atmosphere. What? At what point did your disbelief break, Liz? Did my disbelief break? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can suspend it, but when it was just like, oh fuck it, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, it could have been five minutes in. I don't know. I'm just curious. Probably when Bender was in the hospital. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll go with whatever. <laughs> Why not? I mean, he's got searing ass pain. I'd go to the doctor, too. And I was like, every time I got confused, I was like, well, something probably happened before. That it'll explain it. Right. And not always. But it's it's just they are joke first or setting something up or just trying to move the plot along or yeah. they just think it's funny to put a, a robot in a hospital <laughs> because it is funny. <laughs> I, like, so Kiff gets smashed to death. The, the little meeting between him and Fry was sort of touching. He's like, Oh, Hey. And then he slaps back on the elastic thing in a total Looney Tunes moment. But like <laughs> number one, wouldn't the missile explode in the Nimbus number two, where he's smashed into a jelly. Like that's the point where I thought like, Oh, he'll come back. But then when they're back at planet express and Amy's like, you know, all distraught and they have the jar and they're like, well, his species can keep suffering for up to six hours after death. (laughs) (laughs) It's so perfect for him because he's really just, I I just feel so bad for him. But even though he's like that, he's a very pathetic character. Yeah. But, but he's well-meaning for sure. No, he's codependent for sure on Zap too. Yeah. Um, (laughs) When Bender comes in and does the, what happened is somebody die and does the nail this? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>